welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. I'm Luke. I think I I think I say that like once every like five times. Uh, I'm here with Ryan. What's up? And we dragged Ben in on this one. Everybody's favorite late joiner. Late joiner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Were you a late bloomer, Ben? Nah, I was about average. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So uh, today, when we're recording, which is Monday, today the twenty second. Yeah, twenty second. Yeah. We had some good news. Had some great news. But oh, um, the episode that was supposed to bridge between <laughs> bridge pod now, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Monica's and this one, um, our, our recording software screwed up. So. That didn't happen. Uh, right. no, no, no fault of Riley. But exciting news: we had signings. Um, we we already, well, I guess signing. Really, Just signing? Is a signing? I, well, legit question. Legit question. Not trying to wind anybody up on this one. Do you sign? Like, what is the agreement that you sign when this sort of transaction happens? Uh, that you're going to have this person on your team, not pay them. Mm-hmm. And the second they start doing well here, they're going to be yanked out from under you. <laughs> so who, uh, I have written down the pronunciation of this player's name. I believe it's Balake Malone. Yeah. Balake. Yep. That's yeah. it. Uh, M- Malone. Malone. M-A-L-O-A-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-
Uh, yeah, it's obvious. That was really well done. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Blake is a great addition there. Um, he's young enough that this is a good development opportunity, bringing him back to a fan base that he's the only Omaha, like Omaha based per player on our, on our roster so far this year. So great opportunity there to, to electrify the fan base. He's young, so he has a lot to learn from some of the uh, the more veteran guys. And I'm sure he's excited too because yeah. he didn't. I don't think he had an appearance for Orange County last well, year. He had, a, yeah. um, he had a you know. He played in uh, North Carolina after he signed. Oh, okay. So, like he he'd signed but never featured, mm. so he didn't lose. Mm. Hold on. Come on, Polo. Yeah, yeah, no, no. All I had to do was type in transfer market. It was right there. Yep. <laughs> appearances at the championship level. He played 540 minutes. Um, he got okay. a he got a yellow card. That was for the Sounders, right? Uh, that was. He got a yellow. That card. was great point. That was for the Tacoma Defiance in 2018. Yeah. So that academy contract. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, and he was on the bench. For one, two, three, four games last year. Okay. okay. That's not bad. And that was so, a I mean, very condensed season anyway at the championship. Yeah. Right. Well, and that, that means he's coming in at 19 and wanting, I mean, he played, you know, played for uh, North Carolina um, and had, had quite a few appearances there. So I'm sure he's hungry to get back on the field, which means he's coming in to try and win a spot and, and push guys, which is always good. Yeah. Um, let's just say we're glad to have him. We're glad to have that depth option. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge addition here and excited to see what he does throughout preseason and into the season. I don't season. think he's here to sit on, but speaking of, to sit on the bench. I, do you? I, I don't think he is. But speaking of people who don't want to sit on the bench, how many trialists have we seen leaked on social? Um, you know, I went through, I've been oh. screen capping. Mm-hmm. I've seen stuff in hopes that the uh, Parliament Detective Agency can, um, you know, do their math. Deduce. Um, I know for sure I saw someone barefoot playing soccer tennis yesterday um, who I did not recognize. Um, but other than that, you know, there were some images before the trip to Minnesota. And I actually mm-hmm. am not sure. I I think I uh, no. Actually, one person I thought was a trialist was not, and so I don't know if there are any pictures in there. I'm curious. How many trialists do you guys think we have in camp right now? Uh, I, I would guess quite a few. How many do we actually have? We have on 18 the guys signed currently. So you know, all we really need is that. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, does the, the number like, the number ten sounds sounds right. The number what sounds right? Sorry, ten. Okay, where are they all? I like like for what it, uh, for what it's worth, I didn't think any of them were in. Like, how many do you think you've seen? I think three. Okay, just various photos of the locker room, looking around, and everybody's kind of learned, I think, especially from last year of 
you, you don't focus too much on the people unless they've already got a contract. Yeah. How many, uh, one thing I was doing is I was uh, going to various players and seeing who they followed. Um, but Instagram doesn't really allow you to search by most, like sort by most recent follows for folks. So yeah, I, I gave up on that after about yeah. 15 minutes. Um, I, you know, I, if we had 10 at the start, it wouldn't surprise me if we only have three now, like that would be pretty consistent with what we did last year. Right. Where like, you know, we had a lot of guys at the beginning and a lot of them didn't last very long. And we're what, three weeks into camp. Well, we should also look, but we have another month till the first match. But yeah, but guys, MLS has a lot of trialists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, guys are going to start falling out of MLS camp pretty soon. Well, yeah, college sure. is still still in full swing. You know, Jay loves to pull guys from the college ranks, or at least did last year. Do you think we have so, anybody who's not an experienced professional traveling or training with the team right now? <laughs> I'd want to say, yeah. I hope so. Because did did NAIA run last fall, or are they running this spring? I thought all soccer went to spring, but let me double check. I think because I mean I know we had one NAIA guy on our team, but I think it's unlikely we would at the moment. Yeah, JUCO's running this spring. They're they're running right okay. now. So all college is, is running. The only options I could think are maybe some guys coming out of an academy somewhere that before jumping into a college program, especially since college is running in the spring, are, are trying their hands, see if they can go pro instead. Get some, I get some real that. young kids, 18 year olds who now were in the SKC Academy system or. So you know, uh, hold on. Oh man, and those guys dropped a lot of guys mm-hmm. too. So Riley, I want you to put a pin in this one right here. Um, how how well known is it that we almost had a trialist or we almost had an academy signee last year? Mm, not very. Know. All right. Well, we don't need to break any news, but no. Like I, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like I don't think it's ever ever really hit the. Hit the light. Like, I mean, he played in a game that was on TV, right? Like, everybody saw it, but I don't think anybody knew that he was there. And if COVID hadn't happened, I'm sure he would have come and played for us in the fall. Yeah. And so the... Well, and I think played in a match on TV that... Is that, yeah, the, was that the, the one we yeah. had the watch yeah. party? Yeah. And the problem with that, too, was when the lineup came out, it just said trialist. All right. Because I, I was shown, I was shown the lineup. So, I mean, that makes it the time. All right. Well, we can go. Right. Uh, hilariously, when I search the player's name, uh, the first thing that auto completes is catfish. Um, and- <laughs> <laughs> Chip Nelson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Riley, you can pick oh. back up. Yep. All right. Um, you know, I wonder if we would sign uh, an academy player. Um. You know, Jay has ties to academies across the country. He does. Mm-hmm. And, well, he has a, a former assistant that just went to one, right? Yeah, yep. he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, a bike riding fiend, as I as I recall. Oh, my gosh. What a beast. Uh, 
What a beast. Everybody on Strava so, in West Omaha breathed a sigh of relief. That- <laughs> <laughs> and so now, Ben, are you back to being the best bicyclist in the Union Omaha sphere? Uh, n- oh, gosh. What a, what a terribly low bar. Um, but yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so uh if you didn't pay attention uh joel delas left uh to become the assistant coach for real monarchs which also is an academy posting that's where jay was at before coming to union omaha uh and i believe that also or heads the entire rsl academy which is one of the premier mls academies in the country mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, just I mean, when Jay was there, he had I yeah mean, stars. Guys, <laughs> I mean, guys so, that guys that would just say, like just like Chen, yeah, like, Chen years, like you know, we all know their names because they're on TV all the time. Yeah, yep. So huge congratulations from us to to Joel. Indeed, uh, it's an absolutely, absolutely. well deserved, wonderful move for him. Uh, hope we see him in the future heading up a program somewhere or no coaching head coaching at an opponent but that brings us to the new assistant coach yeah do you think they do you think they call him murph Ooh, it seems like no i don't think i don't think i don't I feel like they got to. I feel like I don't think I've ever known somebody with the last name Murphy who wasn't at least occasionally called Murph. Yo, Murph. <laughs> no. I just say we try it out at the first yeah, match. Well, one of those that. things where you shout it in a quiet moment and see if he turns his head. <laughs> As they're coming out on the field, yo, Murph. Yeah. <laughs> when you're on an airplane, yeah, exactly. you think it's somebody you know. Uh, Murph. Uh, well, I no. I would like to just start out by welcoming Bobby Murphy, even though he was not my first choice for uh, people who've had a drink of water coaching MLS teams as interims. Um, you know, that would have been Connor Casey, of course, but uh, I'm, I, I'm pretty excited about his credentials. It's legit. Yeah. When he's done it twice, he's interim. So it's <laughs> no, he, he's got awesome. great Academy experience. Uh, was he was he with um Orlando City before they went up as well? Uh, he was with them. He was with them in sixteen. So according 16, to so uh, I don't think so. you know. Uh, it's a cool site, guys. Wikipedia. You should check it out if you haven't heard of it. Um, they, hey, that's they what say I'm that he joined oh, as uh, of MLS as an assistant coach. Okay, so. Yeah. As an assistant coach and part-time interim head coach of the former parent team of Orlando City B. Yeah. Like we I I'm I'm excited. Yeah. He's he's a very solid signing from or hiring from the looks of it. The academy what? piece is really interesting to me. Agreed. Well, I also like too the two coaches that he uh, that he filled in for after they left were Adrian Heath and Jason Christ. So, um, 
I, I, that's just to me, like those are two guys that have big names in American soccer yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, Adrian Heath, Adrian Heath's up in, uh, at Minnesota. Well, they, right? and yeah, they might've wanted him because he, uh, he generates such quality press release lines as he has an exemplary record of developing young talent. Uh, Murph, Love it. Not really. Murphy, who has earned a reputation as a well-known and respected <laughs> instructor. Uh, so he had a lengthy career as director of soccer Academy at St. Stephen's fun fact in 2016, one of only four residential yep. soccer academies in the country. Well, that seems like a interesting little feed here. Oh, here you go. Now our head... Luke, you're going to love this one. What's here? New Hampshire College. Woo. And a master's that... education it's in the New state. <laughs> I haven't heard of New Hampshire College, to be honest. It must be like UNH. <laughs> but... I think it is UNH, but you know what? Let's, uh, let's see if we can get them on the pod. Let's get to the webs. Let's what get the Murph on the college. college. Ooh, it became Southern New Hampshire University. Um, oh, the the school that uh, MLS has a huge tie-in with. Yeah, they everybody gets like a free free ride or greatly discounted ride there to, to finish their or start their college careers. Well, given given that he oh, yeah. uh, went to two colleges in. New Hampshire. My guess is he's, uh, you know, from that neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can, I can agree on that. Seems seems a little more rooted, and considering when he <laughs> got his degrees, I don't think SNHU was doing its no. uh, full spread their wings. No, although you know, and and as those programs go, I, I think uh, SHNU is doing. I think they're pretty legit as those things go. No, they, are. Um, they took over uh, one of the colleges up in Bodenham or Brunswick and had a satellite campus up there before internet schooling became a thing. Nice. So they're they're actually a pretty solid school. But I'm excited for Bobby. Shout out to our partners in Brunswick. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> Do you, do you guys think that his uh, his history of developing young talent and knowing that our roster trends younger, do you think it was a coincidence that they went for someone that has his kind of reputation of developing young talent? I think it's I think it's interesting. You know, Jay obviously I think has a bit of a reputation for developing talent, right? Like, I I mean, mm -hmm. if nothing else, look at last year. Um, you know, I don't, I don't yep. know enough about how coaching staffs work to know who is doing what, right? Like, um, right. And so it's hard to say what, you know, what Jay needs help with, right? Like, and therefore hard to say what Bobby is coming in to do air quotes. But I, I think mm -hmm. I love the idea of having more people who are, equipped to develop talent on, on the team, right? Like that's the path to fiscal success. Well, an mm -hmm. interesting piece to me that Celis Contreras, who was one of our more seasoned veterans last year, didn't make a re-signing uh, 
but very talented. I'm not a young man. He's the same age as me. He, he was one of the old guys, uh, <laughs> but the young- he, as far as I know, is still in the Metro. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he'd been scouting players for Jay. He was at the open tryouts. Uh, mm-hmm. Wondering if that might be a little bit of a sign of moving towards a development system. Uh, whether officially or unofficially, that could be a very, very good move for us. Well, we haven't, we're not in that academy league, at least the initial phase of it, that's starting up. So, you know, maybe that is what they're looking at is how, you know, who can we get in? And I don't know where Sebus is with his badges or anything like that. And we don't need no stinking badges. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need no. Um, was he do? Did I miss something? Was he doing something between when uh, he wasn't retained at Orlando City and when he got uh, hired by us? Because there's a gap between, yeah, there's a gap between eighteen and twenty-one. I have no idea. Uh, Man, we should get him on and ask him some questions. Murph, I like that. that sounds like a reach out. We'd love to have you on the pod. <laughs> Yanira, we know you listen. Uh, LinkedIn shows a Houston Dynamo football club RGV for Bobby Murphy. Okay. So I don't know. I'm not. I don't like to click in on LinkedIn because yeah, yeah. people know I'm. Uh, I'm going to do it because I'm, uh, I'm still. You know, I'm all about that life on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm going to see if he'll add me, Murph, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to add you just because we keep calling him. Well, in fact, maybe he will. We're all going to get yeah, blocked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it does appear that uh, he was at um, maybe both RGV Charos. Well, RGV was affiliated with uh, with Houston. They're the U23 side. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, I've reached out to so, Beautiful. Uh, well, so he was he was doing something with a very successful organization before coming up here, which is even more interesting on that. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I don't think let's uh, stability at RGV. Uh, no, at the moment, considering they're transferring ownership. True. True. But let, let's move into Murph's first role in a announced friendly, announced game for Union Omaha. Last minute announcement? Well, what was that morning of day before? You know why they did that? You know why they did that, it was right? Morning of. If they'd done it like three days before, we, you know, the three of us would have driven up to the game and back the day off, right? Like, you, what? You weren't there. I mean, you know, I missed it. The problem was I left as soon as I heard and I, I made it for the, you know, the final whistle. <laughs> well, I, have, I, have, I have no doubt in my mind that that is why they did not say they were doing it oh. until the day of is because otherwise there would have been fans there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like last year, we didn't lose. This time, 
undefeated. We, we did not beat them this year. We tied 1-1 against a side that, per the Minnesota fans in a, a Discord, featured no less than three or four starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one photo taken by the team that features somebody who's recognizable being Hassani Dotson. Sure. Yeah. And we, we scored one on them. And last year it was mostly trialists, but they had a couple, couple bigger names, but this year mm-hmm. I heard um, Ico Paro was not, uh, featured and that's okay he needs to save his legs anyway that guy gets injured all the time and i think there were a couple uh under 23 call-ups that might have affected but okay based on some independent research i did yeah, this guy is great look tell, tell us more please yeah. we we had one goal scored by mm-hmm. not not a header by the aerial master Ooh. But, but scored by JP Sears. Oh, oh, oh I'm real proud of him. He's come a long way. Of I mean, I scoring. was so fond of him that perhaps when we were discussing this pod, uh, and you suggested that it was him that scored, it would prompted other people to ask if you were serious or just wishing it were to be that way. <laughs> well, this was in my research for the pod. It was confirmed. No, I, I, that's great. Good. So, yeah, I, we'll trust so, you. Good job, JP. You scored against an MLS side. Please, please, Minnesota, Amazing. don't sign him. Uh, we could use him this season, and then you can sign him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We well, we don't need yeah, we, we, we don't him on for an inflated we, fee. I mean that that would be be good, but I I feel like we can we could definitely use him looking at how the schedule turned Hello. out. Hey. Look at that segue. That's great. It's like this. Uh <laughs> Today being the 22nd, the schedule dropped earlier. What do you guys think? Initial thoughts. I mean, I I think early on shook out exactly how a lot of us thought, especially those of us that saw uh, the baseball schedule and the high school state tournament stuff popping up that we kind of had a feeling we'd be on the Mm -hmm. road a lot early. Um, I think those of us, uh, especially on social media that don't follow that stuff as closely, I think there's a lot of people that, I know personally that we're like, what the hell? Why do we have two almost two months between home games? And it's like, well, baseball. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing that's that really hurt us in the beginning. But on the other side, we have a ton of home games at the end of the season, which may be a good thing for us if we need oh, yeah. points. No, the the slew of away games, some of them being less than great times and locations that would be very easily drivable. But we have that first one against Tormenta. Tormenta is a fun side to play against. We've got a little bit of 
never watched a game, uh, Union Omaha versus Tormenta game that hasn't been thrilling in one way or the other. Exactly. <laughs> but that, that for a home opener, 6 p.m. home opener on the 24th of April should be a... Well, last time they came to Omaha, it didn't Wait go well for them. So How do you, it you just set like a time, time, Luke. I am on their website. Okay. There, there are times on the website for pretty much everybody but Toronto FC2, who's not playing even in their own country, and <laughs> Red Wolves home games. Oh, and North Toronto. Play? Uh, they're playing in Arizona. Yeah. They're playing at the uh, Barca Residency Academy. It's not like they have fans at their games anyway, but well, well, you know, they're close to an airport in Toronto, so yeah. Well, they're they're well for the two. They're gonna be staying down there, and honestly, there are plenty of people from Canada who may or may not retire to (laughs) the the arid Southwest. So I'm really excited okay. about the number of Saturday games for the whole season. I yeah. I think I think we play less weekday games in the 28 game season than we did in 14 game season last year. We weekday home games. I, we so we only have a total I, I, total. I mean, we have a Wednesday game at Madison where, or Milwaukee, mm-hmm. wherever that is. And you can just in, in the Wisconsin f- at this point. Yeah. In the first seven games, we have three Wednesdays. Uh, yeah. Revs to in Toronto. I think we had, yeah. It's, there's a couple stretches where it's like, I, there are games yeah. this year than there were last year. A lot of Sunday. Well, but last year we also started later. Like there, there are too many Sorry, Sunday games. Not a fan okay, of that. So Especially we don't, Greenville on a Sunday. We don't, so, so you guys noted, right? We have three Wednesday games in the first six weeks of the season. We have one. Mm-hmm. We have one other Wednesday game mm-hmm. for the entirety of the rest of the season. Oh yeah, agreed. And we only have one that one Friday against Madison that's, in July. That's all right. It's a home okay. game. Uh, game. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm fine, fine with it. It means more more local tickets and less Madison tickets. I also don't mind that stretch of having uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale on a Wednesday when Greenville is on Saturday because depending on how Fort Lauderdale looks at that point, we may not have to worry about having yeah. Well, I, full, you know, know, we really suffered on those out rotation there. weeks. Like, I mean, those were, you know, when we had three games in a week or 10 days, those were the just the roughest for us mm-hmm. or at least the most nerve wracking. So, and we have as many of them this in a full season as we did in a half season. So I'd like to point out a brief stretch at the beginning where it seems like we don't have a game. What is what what, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. April twenty fourth to May. April April tenth, April twenty fourth. Uh, oh. And if I recall, US Open Cup is supposed to be played May fourth or fifth. Yeah. Now nothing. Ah. So you're wondering if there's a open Yeah, nothing's been announced, there. but I imagine we'd be hosting a game, probably not at 
Werner Park because of baseball. Baseball. I think for a first round, we would. I mean, great. Love yeah. it. I, if we make it beyond that. Freaking fantastic. So the. So that'd be nice. I mean, two home games early on. The I mean, even though one's not a league game, at least people wouldn't be as as upset when we go now from May 8th till June 12th before we have a home game again. Yeah. So, I mean, that would, that would definitely be, be good there. Uh, fourth of fifth, then let's see 18th and 19th. Then we've also got a good stretch there where it's a Sunday, the 16th to, mm-hmm. to Wednesday, the 26th. And yep. Then fifteenth to sixteenth of June. That, that, that oh, go ahead. Well, that that would be if we made it that far. That would be difficult. That, but I think we figured at least mm-hmm. two two rounds of uh, the Open Cup in there. So my my personal thought, I guess, because I wasn't thinking Open Cup when I saw where Madison was, and that mm-hmm. we were at Madison was more about what was going on wherever they were going to play versus the open cup. But yeah. That makes sense too. I mean, that if we were in the second round, we'd have a game yeah, I, between there. I, I think definitely some finagling was happening with the, with the schedule. For but we're definitely not going to have to travel mm-hmm. to Toronto, which I think is good. Yeah. Cause, cause otherwise, otherwise listen to the Did anybody look at Wednesday uh, up to Madison on a bus back home, fly to Toronto back home and back to Madison mm-hmm. on a bus. Mm, but fly to Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at least a little better. I mean, two bus trips to Madison is brutal, but at least a, at least it's yeah. all done, right? Like, you're on a plane for the rest of your travel from till the end of the Yeah. And I'll be going down to Greenville in May uh, to see to see some uh, some hot action down there. Hey. Well, can I yeah. throw something out there, Luke, with your theory about the Open Cup? I just went to Greenville's website. They have the same uh, May stretch where May 8th to May 16th mm-hmm. with our game, uh, with that home game. They played North Carolina FC at North Carolina Saturday, May 8th, and then they don't play us. They don't play again until they well, play us on Sunday. John Hart needs as much time as possible. Knowing that they would likely you be able to prepare for us because he's definitely afraid of facing us. I've heard that the league wanted us to play them the first game and they refused. That's what the voice in my head tells me anyway. It's just interesting the way that that some of these are falling. Yeah, no, we've got a lot of a lot of interesting stretches there. The end of season, really happy to see that now, up until that last game, we've got four games straight at home against quality, well, three quality opponents and uh, four cocaine. So what uh, What games, I think one of the Twitter questions, I'm just going to jump to a Twitter question because I think somebody threw this out there. Uh, oh, it's Vic. Uh, Slick Vic asked us, what are our top three matches we're looking for? Posted ones? <laughs> Posted, um, yeah. Oh, we get it. You're That's excited about with. the open cup loop. We all are. Oh no, no, I, I was talking about maybe the, the championship 
uh, and everything that. But I'm going well, Somebody did yeah. reply to him saying that. So, so I get a birthday game this year. Okay, no lights FC. So real happy there. Even like, better. That's supposed to have fireworks too. So it'd be so it'll be real nice. Uh, and then Greenville. Hey, we played Tucson four times. I gotta say, shout out, shout out to a uh, friend of the pod, Michael nice. Sharp, on uh, getting his wish for home game on July third. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, he's been calling for that for a while now. But I'm, I just kind of want to say the whole stretch against Tucson because I feel like Tucson's going to be a. They're going to. They're going to be big this year. They're going to be Tucson. They've been making a lot of moves. They're newly independent, really trying to show off. They were really only good yeah. against us last year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think this year they're going to be better, better than just against us. Maybe they could be just. Maybe, maybe they could yeah, get the uh, treatment, I, same treatment we got from Revs two last year. <laughs> Revs two beat us and Greenville. Yeah, and lost every other game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. So I'm going to cheat a little bit because I think I'm going to combine two the Friday, July 16th and Saturday, August 7th, the two home games against forward Madison. I think those were fun. The, the home game last year was fun. And I think that we had, they had a few fans that came down. So maybe they'll have some more people that will come. I'm also really excited for Greenville coming here um, just because we haven't had them here in Omaha yet. And then uh, Richmond coming coming to town. I'm excited about that match. Yeah, I mean they're they're Argentinian half their team. It seems like is going to be be a challenge this year, especially if still being led by Terzaghi. Yeah, 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 they're going to be good. It'll just be. I mean, especially with that yeah. being the second to last game, uh, and depending on where everybody is in the standings, that could really that could be a stretch that could mean a lot on as far as making the playoffs where we're seated yeah. in the playoffs that type of stuff well i gotta go you, you guys haven't said <laughs> oh, you guys are basically, you guys are basically uh, is okay, pressure. i'm excited for wednesday october 6th against fort lauderdale and here's why <laughs> uh, one that's the only game that you guys aren't excited about two <laughs> Um, you know, I like those. I, I think I, I imagine like a nice, crisp, clear fall evening. Um, I, the stands are pretty full, maybe not as packed as they get on the weekends. But, you know, one thing that I found happened uh, at Rapids game that I detested was you would have these games with 18,000 people on the weekends. And they wouldn't be the fans would be less engaged mm-hmm. than they would be when there were eleven thousand folks in the stands on a weeknight because only people who really care about the game are showing up on a weeknight, and they are locked in and dialed. And so, you know, you can imagine that like you know it becomes a little bit of a Creighton basketball CNBC. You know, we're gonna have beers and talk through the game sort of environment at the stadium. Um, you know, you get those diehards back, you get that season one feel where everyone in the stadium is begging the ball to go into the back of the net. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the best mm-hmm. I can come up with. 
but you know, also I'm really excited about Greenville coming here. You know, the game that's near my birthday. The you know, <laughs> uh, Madison, the opener against Samantha, like blah blah blah. <laughs> Maybe we should start with Ben then on the on the. Uh, you know, we actually have talked about, about my concerns. Uh, you know that uh, Madison Toronto Madison stretch um, is a little concerning to me just for travel time, um, but I'm not quite as concerned about that anymore because we don't have to go all the way to Toronto. Um, however, I do think. You know, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, where we go Lauderdale, New England, Greenville. Mm -hmm. If we're coming home in between those games, that is a lot of travel. That is a really tough game. And there's a lot of uh, fan pride and a sweet belt at stake on that last game. You know, we didn't do well in those third Mm -hmm. games out of three last year. I don't know. And I think that's. Uh, you know, I'm going to be nervous until that third game about the whole season. And I think we're I think discovering that... Greenville's really our only true rival in this league. I I think... At least they want to engage. I, I think we're... We're going to see a lot more out of... Ch- or not out of Chattanooga this year. I think they're going to be a little bit more dangerous than they were last year hopefully not physically we might we might Chattanooga, but we'll all be blocked and so we won't actually see any of it yeah very true uh <laughs> the kickers though like richmond i think is going to engage a lot more this year and they are a team that can rival us on the field yeah they're they, they're coming back pretty fully loaded but what what Sawatsky's been doing there has been very impressive. Had he been given that sort of leeway when he was at Tucson, I think that program would be entirely different, and they they would have been championship last year. Had had he been at had he been at Tucson when they were an independent? Oh, yeah. I think he would hundred percent. He would have never lost. Uh, you know who we uh, haven't mentioned either. I'm a, I'm a little curious about NCFC. Do they have a full roster yet? I mean, we don't have a full roster yet. The question is, do they have more players than Madison? They didn't have 11 players last I looked. Mm. Does Madison here? Yeah, I'm going to go on their site. Madison just started started preseason today, camp today. Do we believe the Michael Vang rumors? Yes. Have we seen them anywhere other than that, like... uh, Disreputable Twitter account. Mm, I, I've heard certain things from people who have sat in on a on a few things, but <laughs> you want to read that in uh, an amazing declarative way? Nope. <laughs> I feel like if you're really in the podcasting game, you need to uh, at least talk about, you know, you're you're hearing from sources that it might be true. Hey, I, I cannot confirm or deny that I have sources. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, 
any of it. Spots that I'm worried about. That last stretch, Greenville, NCFC, kickers. Yeah. Yeah, North Texas away at the end of the season, which that's a hollow or almost a Halloween game. So I feel like got to drive down to Dallas for that one. It, that's going to be be a tough stretch, especially if we're we're playing the way we or sitting in the points the way we were last year. I was going to say if we're playing the way we played at the end of the season last year, it's going to be a great stretch last year. But Patrick Walsh asked a, a good question that I think kind of lends itself well to this whole vein. Which position can we least afford an injury if we want to win the championship? Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to put it because when did we lose games last year? <laughs> yeah. When Dami was out. Like, Dami got his ribs broken with no call and then we lost three games in a row oh but yep that was a pretty that was it was that one of those three games i got i got last year's schedule stretches too Uh, just to answer ben's question as far as uh ncfc and who they have on the Roster as of March 22nd, they have one, two, three, four, five, six. They have 12 people on the roster, including Aloni from the Philadelphia Union, but only four of them have right. numbers. All right, so we played, so. we played Tormenta on a Friday, Wolves on a Tuesday morning, and then we came, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and, that and so we drew, lost, and lost in that in that stretch. So if you look at that stretch. You know, I, and then we lost to the kickers and then we beat Miami without, without Tommy, but with Toby. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I can't, I can't really poke any holes in your argument, Luke. However, I do think we have a very talented left back backup in Jake Krull. Right, who's a versatile defender can play across the back yep. finger, which which makes me lean mm-hmm. more toward, you know, I think you look at a guy like Ethan Vanacore Decker mm-hmm. uh, and Evan Conway, right? And like I think those wing positions, without those guys producing mm-hmm. on the wings, it's tough. Well, well, my fear is if one of the wings goes down and you have to bump somebody out that's playing in the middle you know like if Hurst is playing in the middle and gets bumped outside then who are you putting in the middle are we I'll, going back to having boys up top right. or something like that you know well, well it did work out you throw great, Elma but... up top that that's an easy replacement there yeah but I, Ben you kept throwing it out last year Dami's chances created mm-hmm. yeah and with a proven finisher up there like Greg Hurst, those chances created become assists. They do. Interestingly enough, they tailed off at the end of the season. I, I think it's – well, I think oh, – go, go ahead. I, I don't want to diminish Dobby's effect on this team. I, I think he's poised for a breakout year, and, uh, you know, I've maybe promised I, some uh, MVP support if he's delivering on the field. So – 
I I think he didn't recover as quickly from that injury as it would have looked by as quickly as he got back on the field. And it definitely wrapped. Yeah, I think. I mean, I remember yeah. being. Yeah, I I remember all of us being shocked when I know I wrote it in my article too, but like I just remember all of us being shocked yeah. when he got subbed on. Like, and then watching all the coaches freak when he scored and everybody started. I still think him. our weakest spot though. All right, you guys want to run through a perspective starting lineup? Yeah. All right. We're goalkeeper. It's an easy one. Kevin? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I Team Lucas saying the same thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel until I can see, um, what, uh, Kevin Piedri is able to do back there. Rashid just proved himself beyond yeah, compare yeah, last absolutely. year. Absolutely. Uh, right yeah. back. I think Faraday made um, it his own last year. Yeah. Yeah. And not bringing back, uh, yeah, I think it's Faraday. Luke Houseworth kind of, you know, confirms yeah. that. I think that's actually a position yep. right now based on this, that we don't have a backup right back that we know about. Um, mm. it, but that's a position that I thought we got great production from a whole bunch of people at last year without, yeah. you know, I was never able to really see the difference between uh, Faraday and Luke, right? Like they each scored a goal, yeah. each produced on the field. Uh, center back pairing is going to be uh, Elow and somebody. Um, I'm, I'm going to put it as Elow and Dalton, but I I, I think you're I, you're going to see uh, Malone uh, Jake. really yeah. really trying to to break in there. But I think he may also be you may see him as a backup for Faraday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah, uh, speaking of backups, I think Jake may take on a little bit of that Faraday role, where he can, yeah. you know, he can play, he can back up Dami, and he can back up our left winger too, right? Like, yeah. Um, and he was a winger in college, like right. he was. Yeah, he played on the left. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So Dami, obviously a left back. Um. All right. Now those are the easy ones. Right. Now it gets interesting. Correct. What I think Ethan Vanacore Decker at right mid is his best position for us. Um, Are we fixing four four two? Is JMM's our coach? I uh, I I don't think we're looking at a four four two this year. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to go with Jay has always played a four four two, and until he changes it, I'm gonna believe he's you know. But we we have a nine. Like we have a we have a through and through nine. That I I could see more of a four three two one. Yeah, that's right. Because you got somebody that you can put up I top. Mean, the, the source I have on series. Jay only ever running a four four two is not necessarily the most reliable, but. <laughs> We never played anything but a four four two last year. The, the closest we came was when we were losing against Richmond, and 
came on as a defensive mid, and then we switched to a diamond. But I, it's been it's pretty fluid though too, because it's not like he just yeah absolutely stacks two strikers on top and. I mean, guys, guys fall and, and push for, I mean, it's not like when you're out there, it's not like when you're playing FIFA and you see, yeah, well, two yeah, strikers anyone who's playing has got a press, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see similar, but, but yeah. let's, let's, let's build a four, four, two and go from there. Well, I think, and I think, I mean, I think we all know there are two outside guys on those mids. Well, is Conway going to play on I, the left? If I'm making the lineup, I'm, I'm putting him up top. I'm having him start at striker. Yeah, yeah. Next to Hurst. I don't know. So who do you put on the left? <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. I I just think you know he got fair. He started scoring goals once he moved up top. Yeah. Um, I I'd say. In the mid, you have Toby, Toby, JP, Ethan, and Boyce. Boyce is going to play out on the left. Okay. Yeah. I, look, I, I know I just made a big deal on this 4-4-2 thing. We do have the personnel to run a 4-3-3, and it would complement our we have three fantastic central midfielders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think those those 11, in whatever way the J gets the formation put together, yeah. those 11 it, are going to be we out could, there. We could have Devin up top and mm-hmm. Devin and Greg up top and uh, Ethan and Evan on the wings. Yeah. <laughs> Evan on the left. Yeah. Yeah. I, but like Luke said, we can easily run a four three three, push Evan to the left wing, have Greg Hurst in the middle, Ethan on the right. And then you have those, you know, what Toby, Devin, I, I, you and know JP what? going back to FIFA in the middle. If you were playing with this team on FIFA, that's how that's how you play it right now. You know, I mean who knows who knows who's who we're yet to sign and whatever, but yeah. that's our best. Well, I mean we're I think we're we're playing a little bit under with like you got Christian who very easily could be a starter at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really depends on how their off season went. Yeah. Um, if how in shape they were keeping. And I think we may like last year, see a very different end of season lineup versus start. Absolutely. Oh, I totally agree with that. You see the way the guys work their way back in or work their yeah. way into the starting lineup. There's no way we, it's the same 11 by the time we get to North Texas on the 30th. Yeah. Um, do you want more uh, Twitter? I'll I'll throw out this last one. Uh, Connor, okay, is asking bold prediction for the season. Oh, I'll go with one. I'll go with one. We will, in mm. fact, start the same eleven for our first and last game. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. My mind's going to be that we do not lose to the Greenville. I thought you said bold. <laughs> yeah. <Bad>. I, my <laughs> reaction was that's very bold. Uh, and 
uh, Remy can. Oh, is there somebody in the bank situation with the bell? Um. So can I let me can I read his tweet? Yeah, I, I do. Because you got to respond to this. Okay, so Luke tweeted at uh, Remy, who is the the head of the Reedy River Riot, the supporters group out there in Greenville. Said, "Hey, Remy, let's uh, let's think about the planet and keep the belt with Omaha Parliament this season. Carbon footprint and I've ended up with G- uh, Greenville right couldn't be good." His response is, "I mean, if you guys need hands to keep the belt, I understand." You, you know, my my bold prediction here is we're not going to beat Greenville by one goal. We're not going to beat them by two goals, but it's going to be three nothing. At Greenville. At Greenville. I mean, I'm going to be there. Love it. I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be fully vaccinated by that point. And I, I just, I want to see that town cry. Just. I, I just want to see you on ESPN Plus holding that belt high above that, your head. That's that belt uh, may not leave my possession. They, it, it better not. No, it will not. Uh, except maybe to be shared with the team. I will share oh, that with the team. Not really. Yep. Your yeah. Just as long as you get it down to, you get it oh, down yeah. to Rashid, well, everybody will touch it. It's okay. <laughs> personal experience. Get it to Rashid. The rest is history. But yep. It's, all right. Well, I, I think that covers what we can consider the official start of season coverage. We we had a game to talk about, even though we know no real details. But it, we're we're starting. Things are looking up. Uh, we're we so are a month and two days away. Uh, a month when this will be released. But all right, I got one question for you two. Who gives a who? We we do. We do.